I uh, recently looked at the back of a Red Bull can mm-hmm. of my new favorite flavor. Uh-huh. Um, one can, one serving, has 75% of your daily value of sugar. Oh. And so... Are you switching flavors? I think I'm going to cut back. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you switched like the um, sugar-free ones? Yeah, but they don't taste good. I like the sugar-free ones. I'm just I... going to start taking caffeine pills. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need I'm going to take time. whatever those Israeli fighter pilot stiss. What is it? I'm going to start taking meth. <laughs> We're taking speed. <laughs> it's getting really crazy. Let's do this. <laughs> that makes I sense. I mean, I don't know. I'm not drinking coffee. No, yeah. Green tea? It's not enough caffeine. Two green teas. <laughs> I need like seven. <laughs> I'm just going to drink green tea all day long. Why don't you make... Sun tea with green tea packets. Let it just sit there. Get all of the juices from the grass. I don't want that. Yeah, it's fine. I want pharmaceutical grade caffeine mm-hmm. synthesized in a lab. There you go. And I take it in the morning. Maybe you should try those Celsius drinks. See what happens. They're only like two grams of sugar. Yeah, but I'm, then I'm afraid it's too much caffeine. Because I have. Don't you drink like three Red Bulls a day? No. Oh. You cut back I used on to that. have two. Okay. And now I've switched back to one. Okay. Because you were like too much sugar. I'm trying to be like, none. <laughs> just switch to, you know, you said, you know, like, there are different flavors of the sugar free, right? No. I thought it was sugar free. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the, there's that weird, like, lime one. Free. But it's gross. <laughs> flavors? Well, lime is gross. Lime flavored stuff. Or pear, it's pear flavored. But oh, pear is good. It tastes synthetic. Sugar free wings. Why is there four eyes? Red Bull gives you wings. Yes, I know that. Wings without sugar. Red, uh, go away. Sure, I don't accept those cookies. Leave me alone. Also, do you know how hard it is to find Orange Bowl? It's going to be even harder to find Pear Bowl. What orange Bowl. Oh, Orange. I'm thinking like Bowl. I'm like, why do you need an Orange Bowl? What did, what, did we switch? I to, I know, did we switch topics without me realizing? That's fine. Everything's fine. Um, has water in it. That's good. I'm glad that I'm um, hydrating. I just want to know the different flavors. Oh, they have um, strawberry a- apricot. Is that no, sugar free? No, the that's new one. that's the one I like. Oh, I'm um, not looking at the right thing. Did I ever show you that woman that is watching somebody make something out of spaghettios? Is that the one that She's, they? Oh. What are you doing? Uh, yes. Who are you feeding? I don't think to? you showed it to me. I think someone else did. And he like dries it all out and turns it into pasta. And then like I don't remember what else no, he does. He turns it into a bun. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Drinks a shot of the juice. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. I I don't think you sent it to me, but I did see it, and it was uh, making me gag. She's she deserves an Oscar. Oh, what are you doing? What's, what's Who are you the... feeding that to? <laughs> what is? Uh, oh, and then he cooked, burger. he cooked all the the little hot dogs on top of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. An avocado. <laughs> what is that? Uh, it does not. It oh, does no, not. No. Does not. Oh, no. no, that. It's just pear. Is that? Is it? <laughs> is that what I sound like? Yeah. Images for sugar-free flavors, twenty twenty-two. There's lime, there's kiwi, apple, that's not... No, no. that's my old favorite. And there's, oh, there's purple, purple, purple edition, that's acai berry. That's not sugar-free either. Yes, it's not sugar-free on it. Unless... 
like they don't even know me. <laughs> None of these websites are... Ha- <gasps> Cigars are not safe. That's true. <laughs> that, that's true. It's still showing me Kiwi Apple, but it definitely does not have uh, sugar-free on there, and it doesn't exist anymore, right? It does not. <laughs> <sighs> All right, okay. We're good. I'm done looking for those. There's nothing. I can't help you. I'm just going to start taking caffeine pills. Yeah. No dose. No. <laughs> I'm going to show up here. You're going to have like the like your uh, the veins in your eyes. You're going to be like bulging. Out. Hi, Chris. Ready to record? Okay, let's go. <laughs> no, I'm going to have just clips. <laughs> clipping my bottom and the top eyes. There you go. Up and down. I'm just be like, hey. <laughs> you ready to sit down? <laughs> I just woke up. <laughs> I feel super rested. Hold on, I need to put my eye drops in. I have a hose. <laughs> it's like just a spray bottle. <laughs> no, what is the when you are in a lab and they have the eye wash station? Oh yeah, it's eye wash. <laughs> it's like gallons of. Oh, I love that. <sighs> That's better. The whole front of my shirt is wet. Let me see. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Never better. That's just the pick-me-up I needed. <laughs> you look like you took a shower with your clothes on. Not again. <laughs> oh, what, gosh. this? <laughs> this Actually, whole thing. I'm not sure what this is. <laughs> I got dressed just for the occasion. I'm pretty sure I've been sleepwalking. <laughs> You ever wear one of those clo- those dresses that looks wet all the time? <laughs> That's what this is. No, I think you're actually wet. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I tilt my head to the side, water out the air. Uh-huh. <laughs> <No>. Hold on. <laughs> Like a like a cartoon, uh huh. Like that. Pa- well, that's on um, Scary Movie Three when the lady comes out the TV and she like shakes her head and it all comes out her ear. Cindy, Cindy, you're messing up my floors. <laughs> messing up my floors. Could you imagine? No, no. Yeah, that'd be like a, a person coming out of that TV and on your hardwood floors. You'd be like, absolutely not. Well, now I have different thoughts about that. When I watched it the first time, I was like, oh, that's funny. Now I'm like. You don't work that wood. I don't have enough towels to to clean this up, ma'am. Get the fuck back in the TV and get out of here. I'm gonna knock your head off. Nice of you to come and visit. It's Mm -hmm. time to leave. I'm glad you scared us all, but the front door. (laughs) Go this way. Okay, bye. And then she hits me. Seven. Cindy, this bitch. (laughs) I'm gonna take this bitch out. Ooh, I'm fucking her up. I love her. <laughs> Brenda. Oh, Brenda. Brenda Song. Wow. Brenda, not Brenda Song. It's different. <laughs> That's my favorite Brenda. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's not been anything recently. She's married to Macaulay Culkin. Yes. They have a baby. Yes. D-list celebrity. Who? Hmm? Macaulay Culkin? No. D-list celebrity? Probably. <laughs> Brenda, Brenda Song, though. No. <laughs> A-list. Mm-hmm. What's higher than A? Star. Why are your palms so itchy? No, they're not itchy. I'm just playing with my calluses. Oh, don't you wear gloves? No. Wear gloves? No. Why? Because I don't have grip strength yet. Why do you need gloves to have that? Why do you no, if you have, have gloves, gloves, then you don't have enough. You're not using enough grip strength. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that. Okay, then don't. You're the one who brought it up. Well, you're sitting here like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's because I'm twitchy. I told you. <laughs> I had the 200 megs of uh, cal- uh, calcium, um, Celsius, and now I've got caffeine, and I'm rearing to go. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to have NyQuil as like a nice like uh, buffer after this. 
and to bring me down. You're just chemically addicted. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what's new, Chris? Um, what you been thinking about? Uh, so tomorrow I'm officially supposed to be going and submitting my pre-hire paperwork tomorrow. So oh, wow. I don't know what step of the process it is, but I am moving, moving forward. forward some direction. So that's exciting for me. I've at least got that. Um, what else is new? Oh, I had COVID last week. That's why we had to skip a week. I survived that one barely. Wow. Skin of my teeth. How bad was it? Uh, not bad. It wasn't terrible. What movie did you watch? I watched a lot of movies. I watched a lot of Marvel movies. Oh, God. Yeah. No. I watched the new uh, House of Dragons. Watched all the episodes that are out so far. Started uh, Junior Bake Off. Listen, that that made me cry a lot. You don't have to torture yourself. You can, you can have a good time. I mean, you, can, you don't have to do that. I know, but I just really wanted to torture myself. You don't have to watch Marvel movies. Those are good, though. No, I like them. they're not. They're better than you... Uh... No, they're not. Okay. Well, <laughs> no. I liked them. No, they're not. Um, uh, what else did I do? Well, I played a lot of video games. Uh, slept a lot. Um, I was getting like... It was like, well, sleeping, quote unquote. Um, wake laying. up. Yeah, laying. Waking up every few hours, coughing a whole bunch. Maybe going back to sleep at some point. Going back to sleep. Sleeping during the day. Took three or four hour naps sometimes. Uh, very tiring. Um, but it wasn't too bad. Uh, I didn't have any of the like major symptoms. So I didn't have like a headache or fever. I never got a fever. To my knowledge, I didn't have any fever. If I did, it was super low grade and I didn't ever feel it. Um, it was just a lot of congestion. Had a really sore throat at one point. Like really sore. There was one night that it was probably the worst that I couldn't sleep because it was just like fire. And so I used a lot of the... Um, uh, Z-Quil. No, NyQuil. Use NyQuil, Afrin, the nasal spray, um, and then a lot of Mucinex. So that Mucinex box, gone. Use it all very quickly. Um, also, did you know you gave me high blood pressure medicine? <laughs> of course, he does cold medicine regardless of whether or not you have high blood pressure. Well, yes, I know, but you <laughs> the high blood pressure one. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, always, I was looking for something that didn't have uh, a uh, uh, mucus thinner. Oh, Okay. Because you were already taking mucinex. Yeah. You could have added to it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and then your your nose would have melted off of your face. <laughs> no, I just saw it and I'm like, is this bitch being shady? <laughs> I just think you put a lot of stress on your heart because you're so big. <laughs> so I was like, is he calling me big? <laughs> By helping me? <laughs> Did you get the diet meals that I sent? <laughs> no, I didn't. Where did the Where did those go? <laughs> I don't know. It was a bunch of uh, smart smart meals. Smart meals, yeah. No, what is it called? The healthy start. Yeah, healthy start. Or the lean cuisine. Lean cuisine. Oh yes, those are good. Those are good. Yeah, classic. I did order a hundred dollars of groceries from HEB. Uh, that was fun. I had them I had them delivered. That was fun. To your house. To my house, yeah. How? Uh, so HEB has them delivered through Favor. But it's, it's not, free for a certain amount? Five bucks. Oh. Yeah. Well, then, of course, you pay tip, but hmm. what, that wasn't bad for not being able to go to the store. So I was like, okay. And they just leave it on your front yeah. door? Yeah. And you wave from the window like this? No, I got to, well, yeah, kind of. I wa walked out the, the door because, you know, the long-ass driveway, and he was still down there by the time I opened the door. I was like, ah, groceries. And I was more like, Groceries? <laughs> uh-huh. Groceries. 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 Yeah, so I survived. I made it through. Made it through COVID. 
Hmm. Now I've just got a lingering cough whenever I lay down. And every once in a while when I'm standing up. I did not really have that many symptoms. Mine was not bad at all. Hmm. We were all very mild. Hmm. It's almost like vaccinations work. Now that I said vaccinations, they're going to flag our episode and be like, ooh, there's information about vaccines in here. Well, then why was yours worse? You didn't get my vaccine. No, I got all my vaccine. It wasn't terrible. I just said it wasn't terrible. I just slept a lot. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't feel that bad. You're ill. Yeah, it was literally like the day that I tested, I was like, this this cold feels cold. This cold, I just thought it was a cold. I'm like, this cold feels weird. I should probably just go ahead and test myself. Literally tested myself, and within like two minutes, it was like two lines. Yeah. Like, oh. Fine. And mine was like, it's dark red. <laughs> it's like, we already know. And then it's, it also says, like, don't read it after 30 minutes. Literally, I left it there for three days, and it just, <laughs> the entire time was. Uh, like, yeah, it's still positive. <laughs> you are You're very really sick. <laughs> you got a lot of that. A lot of that. Uh, but no, I survived. I made it through. Yay. I'm uh. so very happy for you. Yeah. Hi, Coco. Don't touch that top. Oh, I touched him. Now he's got coat. I gotta wash him. No, there's, oh, look at Ken. Look at a little rainbow. He's gay. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what you been thinking about? How are you? How have you been? I haven't seen you in two weeks. This and that and uh-huh. the other. Uh-huh. Um, lots of things. Uh-huh. Uh, stuff, actually. Wow, that's crazy. And wouldn't you believe it? I would not. I could not believe. I plant. I did garden stuff. You did, yeah. I'm now a plant gay. Mm-hmm. Um, until they die. And that's not even like indoor plants. It's outdoor plants. <laughs> Both. Until they die. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll stop. And then you're not a plant gay anymore. But I'm going to grow a bell pepper plant. Oh. I saved the core from my bell pepper. Wait. Uh, this is not bell pepper season, but. Well, I can start them inside. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, you're supposed to like put them down this early so that. The... Oh. What was that? I don't know. On the on the, on the fence. oh, um, yeah. Aren't you supposed to like the let the roots establish before the frost comes? That's I why haven't... I planted those now. That's why I'm on. Well, yeah, said. but not for bell peppers. Bell peppers will die. Well, I'm gonna do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> you can you can start them in inside in like January. So you're telling me to throw away that bell pepper core that I saved? Yeah, or you'll seem to buy you trying to dash actual seeds. Dreams? No. Okay, do whatever you want to. This is a frugal option. <laughs> okay. Saving the money. Also, a bell pepper seed thing is like three bucks. No, it's probably like a dollar and some change. No, for a bell pepper? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then I mean, you can buy a bell pepper for like 50 cents. And you get the seeds for free. Yeah, but... Okay, I'm not going to get all scientific on you. Yes, I'm excited for you. Plant those peppers. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> Fuck all the way off. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm saying. I'm saying. Anyways, what else have you been thinking about? That's it. Okay. Just the bell pepper plant. That's been my two-week journey, and here you are, dashing it down like a fucking monster. How much have they grown? Are you still drying them? What's the, what's the status of the seed? <laughs> I poured the bell pepper for supper this evening, Oh, and so I just saved it. <laughs> and are they but drying? I've been thinking about it for a while, okay? Okay. They said you don't have to let them dry. You can just okay. put them right into the ground. Okay. God, just fucking stop, okay? I'm just listening. I'm not even judging. I don't want to do this podcast with you. Okay, anymore. just cancel and erase everything. Have we started? Yeah. Okay. 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Look at us go. <clears throat> do we do this? Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, you, yeah. 
<laughs> we'll do that because... Clink! Recent Gallup polls have shown that Americans have repeat, reported feeling stress, worry, and anger in the highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can, but what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Big Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Big Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BigBones.com for more information on CBD, CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Big Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using promo code SPOOBY15. SPOOBY15. Big Bones is LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Big Bones proudly donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Baked Bones are now available at Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights or at Man Ready Mercantile on South Congress in Austin. I love a good solo moment. Um, well, I it wasn't a solo because that was a duet. <clears throat> and obviously, if someone was shining, it was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, so my mom recently tried out uh, the unbaked um, bones, uh, and her dogs really like them. And so she has oh, f- three Great Danes and another dog. Uh, wow, she got so many dogs. She got dogs. Um, and uh, the Great Danes love them. Uh, the other dog is weary on them. Um, but one of the Great Danes is a puppy, and so my mom was like, please take these. And the, they they love them for the thunders. Whenever the thunders happen, the thunder scaries. So they work even for big dogs. Just saying. Hmm. Throwing it out there for all of our listeners. Wow. Local. Ready to go. Bus club. Another club. <gasps> all bones. I went to see Lady Gaga. Did you? I did. How was it? That's good. That's chromatica. Mm-hmm. I started listening to chromatica again. I'd like heard some some of the snippets of people who posted on. Um, Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good album." She did Gaga. Uh huh. She ladied her Gaga on she, stage, but she is Lady Gaga. I know. Do you see Angelina there? No, I saw Blackberry though. Oh, that's funny. Was she dressed up? Mm-hmm. Oh, cute. Yeah, uh, Angelina was dressed as uh, Ariana Grande, as in like in the music video, little like in the wings. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's great because Angelina doesn't know how to dance, and neither does Ariana Grande. Uh-oh. Angelina mm-hmm. knows how to dance. And so does Ariana Grande. No, no she doesn't. <laughs> I saw her live, and uh, she's not great. Just her, hands. Her singing's very good. There was no dancing. Uh, I thought it was very boring. But I was also very hungover when I went to go see her, and so I was like... How are people calling out Dua Lipa would Ariana Grande be doing that? Hmm. I agree with you. Hmm. What letter would you remove from Ariana Grande to change her name? All of the A's. Uh, yeah, I guess you could just take one. A. <laughs> This is a letter R. Rin. <laughs> R E N. I guess you have to keep the last last A. No, get rid of all the A's. Oh. R I N A. Then that's Rina. R I N. Then that's Rina. Sawayama. No, that's Rin. 
That's not Rina. A R I A N A. Rina. So Rind. Is... It's just Ringron. Ringrund. Ringrinder. Ringrind. Oh, well, I guess if you get the the E, Ringrind, or take out the E. There's no. There's an E at the end of Grande. Yes. Okay. I There's no to, E. I feel like you're trying to put an E in Ariana. No. Yeah, it's right there. R E E. The E. Ariana. A-R-E. What are you not getting here? Ariana Grande. Come on. There's an E. A-R-E-N-A. There's an E in there. Ariana. Ariana. That spells Arena. Arena. <laughs> That's Arena. Ariana. Arena. <laughs> yeah, that's her name. Arena. Arena Grande. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's good. You you liked it? You don't like concerts. I don't. <clears throat> Are you still anti-concert? Yes. I was... Underwhelmed? <laughs> Underwhelmed. Okay. No, it was very good. Um, I appreciate the emphasis on the chromatica. It was a chromatica ball. Well, I know, but she I felt like they were going to do like, oh, here's all my old hits. And she did all of her old hits at the beginning. And then she does chromatica. I don't need to hear bad romance. Well, everyone wants to hear I that. I don't want to. Oh, okay. I don't want to hear it. Okay. Or, what, what did she end on? Uh, she ended on Babylon? Oh, that makes sense. But then she did a, an encore. Which was? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a chromatica song. Oh, okay. Was it uh, Joanne? Oh, imagine going out on Joanne. No. <laughs> uh, telephone. She did do Telephone. Applause. Wasn't at the beginning. Was it Applause? No. What are the hits? Her set list is online. I'm sure the encore part is there, too. No. Monster. Did she do Monster? Uh, no. Hmm. Lady Gaga. Chromatica Ball set list. Set list. She did do Monster, but she didn't do it at the end. Oh, Monster? Really? Mm-hmm. Was it even one of her hits? Some that... people like it. Some people. <laughs> I'm assuming that you were not one of those some people. No, she ended with Rain on Me. Oh, okay. And it says that her last one is Hold My Hand, but I don't remember her saying Hold My Hand. For the, for the I, would not, I would not do that. that That's not, not a good, very, very good song. Did you ever go see that movie? Top Gun? No. I went and go see it, and uh, it was uh, it was camp. We'll say that very campy. Camp. It was camp, uh, very funny, Mm-mm. and it wasn't supposed to be funny. But I laughed through a lot of the movie. <laughs> Isn't it a war movie? Yeah. Oh. Me, me, and uh, my friend had gone to see Nope before that, and then they were like, "Oh, two other friends are going to see this movie. You want to stay?" I was like, "Okay." So I did a double, double did feature. You steal a movie? No, well, we paid. Why did you steal it? Steal a movie because nowadays they make you like sit in a signed seat. So if you don't like, oh, where'd you go? The Cinemark down in Webster. Because oh. I was meeting Gallison people halfway. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I watched that movie. Uh, they sang the the Hold My Hand at the very end, and I was like, oh, no. Well, they didn't. Lady Gaga sang it, of in course. In the movie. In the movie, she was on it. She was flying a plane while she was singing it. Really? No. <laughs> I believed you. I'll Sounds like something she would you do. Again. You, I don't know why you do that. <laughs> you know me for what four years and you still believe me? I can't believe you would betray me like this, <laughs> Lady Gaga. 
Yeah. About Lady Gaga. Uh huh. About Lady Gaga. Uh, Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's, that's the end of Chromatica. Chromatica's over. She play any of her remixes? Did anyone else come out? Who's no. opener? Did she have an she opener? Had no opener. Oh, she's also she's that famous. Like forty, an hour and forty five minutes late. <laughs> that makes sense. I did see that she was late because I saw someone post online like. Oh, I'm gonna be running late. Like, does she go on late? And everyone's like, it's like two hours late. Uh, and so that is. Uh, but in her defense, everyone was late. <clears throat> like all the people, were not timely. No, oh, no, no. We were because late. the gays all went online and saw that she was two hours late for all her other ones. They were like, okay, well, I'm not showing up two hours early to hmm. sit around and pay for you know forty dollar drinks. Yeah, we went to uh, El Tiempo first, and we like left at seven thirty when it was supposed was to supposed start. To- yeah. And so we were like, oh my god. We're not going to make it. We got to go. <laughs> we got there and like everybody's just like, nah, 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 nah. we're like, milling around and everything. And then, oh yeah, because El Tiempo's right there. It was at Minute Maid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, it's going to be hard to get to. But I guess it was, it was easy. And then uh, we... How did we get to El Tiempo? From El Tiempo to... Did you ride the train? No. I guess we got an Uber. <laughs> but I forgot. <laughs> two and <a> margaritas <laughs> yeah two margaritas yeah <laughs> and then we went there and we entered at right field i don't know what that means we entered in like section 130 oh yeah and section 100 is on the other side oh their side <laughs> so we went from 130 to 100 uh-huh. and then thomas looked at the tickets and said oh we're 113 no then he had to go back halfway yeah. <laughs> Through a mass of people where your footsteps are like, uh-huh. and I hate it. I hate it. That's hate the part it. you hate about the concerts. Yes. <laughs> Some woman touched me. She tucked the tag in my shoe. Oh, absolutely jacket. not. She's like, I tucked your tag in. I said, ah, I don't care. Don't touch get me. Get away from me. <laughs> you fucking maniac. Don't, don't touch, touch me. people. You're, well, especially a stranger. If it was me, I'd be like, uh, your tag's out. You can fix it. Let me look like a fool. I don't know. It's also, I don't really me. care that much. People get really bothered by that. I'm like, why do you... This, it's a tag. Everyone has tags in their shirts. Calm down. <laughs> don't even get me started. Oh, honey. Honey. Not for me. Not for me. Mm. Mm. Anyways. Anyways. Should we talk about spoopy things? Let's do it. Okay. That's crazy. Uh, who went first last time? I think it was me because I was not feeling it oh yeah okay do you remember i do i remember you were like oh i just can't i just can't i literally couldn't is it because you didn't take caffeine pills (laughs) that's the moment you were all sunburned like oh i planted too many plants i didn't even plant any plants oh yeah you just cleaned everything up (laughs) cut the grass yeah clean out some things I'm that woman from Reasons Why Women Have Died in Literature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hysteria. <laughs> All right. Well, talking about hysteria. Oh, we're on to tier five oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. of mm-hmm. the disturbing uh, serial killer's iceberg. Which uh-huh. Still not depraved. Really depraved, yes. Depraved. We're still not really sure about the main idea here of mm. why they're all connected. But Last one was mostly Canadian. Or has something to do with a kid? Maybe. Anyways. Here Anyways, we here we are. We're on tier five. We have not figured out why all the tiers are the way they are. Um, but if anyone has sensed a pattern so far, let us know. 
We're also uh, supposed to be getting more obscure, but I feel like a lot of them from this level are not obscure. I didn't really look too hard. Because <laughs> I thought we were still on level four. <laughs> no, we done. No, I was like, oh, okay. And then you're like, have you done this? I was like, no. Let's, well, we don't know. <laughs> pretty sure this is a repeat episode so whoever for both of us <laughs> whoever's on board whoever can remember anything that i've said so i think that these are a different topic but we have done something similar to this for mine i don't know about yours <laughs> hmm. but mine there is some something else has happened like this somewhere else in the world but i don't think we have done this one if that makes any sense anyways let's go and talk about it. so i'm gonna talk about the cleveland torso murders <gasps> Or the Kingsbury Run Butcher. Butcher of Kingsbury Run. There we go. England. No. Cleveland. Oh. You <laughs> said king. Yeah, yeah, the king. Oh. <gasps> the queen died. I know. I'll have oh. the king now, right? The queen's dead. That did happen this this uh, this time. Uh, and the queen is now uh, trapped in the body of a baby named Malibu Barbie. <laughs> Malibu Barbie Cadis. <laughs> Trisha Paytas' baby. She had a baby, and now it's the queen. The queen's body was just, or uh, what's her, her soul was lingering over the baby until, until it was time. That's not how the bank of souls work. Listen, I've researched you've researched it, it, and there's not enough souls left in the tree. So you think that the baby has no? So soul. it's already the apocalypse, and all the NPC characters are out here testing us. Uh huh. So all these people that are being born now are fake. Yeah. Well, the queen went back into some baby. I don't think it's that one, because Trisha Paytas is already an NPC. You think Trisha Paytas is not an NPC? You no, she's definitely an NPC. <laughs> that's not a test against a soul. <laughs> she is definitely an NPC. Uh, yeah, they they uh, the grad student group chat was trying to discuss how to explain Trisha Paytas to people, and uh, it just made me laugh because you can't really explain her. She's just early YouTube days person that is still somehow clinging to uh, meme world. She makes some memes every once in a while. All those people in your in your friends in the grad school program, they're also NPCs. Well, that probably makes sense. Am I an NPC? For me. Prove so when you, I leave... Prove you have a soul. When I leave here, does everything just kind of stop? You can just kind of like shut down? No, everything keeps on going here. You're the NPC. Whenever you leave, I don't know where you go. You re-upload into the Matrix. I actually just fall off the edge of the world. Yeah, like, you, once I go down the street here and then turn... You clip right out of the map mm -hmm. into the back rooms. Mm -hmm. And you just and the map only loads as you move around. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really weird way to view the world. How else would I do it? <laughs> Did, have you seen the uh, TikToks of the person that's, like, dating an NPC or something like that? And she's like, come... I'll have to send them to you whenever I see them again. It's really funny. It's stupid, but so freaking funny. And then I imagine people watching them make the TikTok that's happening. And that also makes me laugh. <laughs> Seeing someone do it, it's like... All these people can't. be doing stupid stuff in the middle of public. And uh -huh. I'm like, how do you have the gall? Yeah. Or I see people like... Did you remember uh, a couple years back? I think it was before COVID that people were doing the make out with your partner and like lean up against someone in a grocery store. No. Oh, that was a trend for some reason. And uh, I saw one recently that someone did it and this lady fully was about to beat the shit out of them. It was very funny. I don't even want to watch them. No, it was funny, her reaction. I don't give a shit about them. Like, they deserve it is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's gross. It, it's cringe. It's cringe. Ooh, 
<laughs> it's cringe. I yelled too much. It's honestly too chuggy. One out. Stop. <laughs> Stop saying that. I think that was chuggy for you to say chuggy. <laughs> no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, mid. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> oh, this uh, new phrasing that the the um, Twitter is, people are using. Mid short for. Mid just means like it's like mid level, mid tier, like not not very good, uh-huh. but not bad. Like oh, that's mid. My use of chuggy was mid. No, yeah. it was poor. It was bad. Anyways, what's your topic? Okay, so I'm going to talk about the Cleveland horse I murdered. So picture it now. Cleveland. Oh, just a beautiful sight. And the make it Great Depression eras in the 1930s. Oh, it's a little sadder, but still a beautiful city. What are you picturing? Detroit. (laughs) Detroit now? Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense, yeah. Okay, exactly. I mean, you're you're picturing a lot of murders, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what I pictured. Uh, Twelve, to be exact. Uh, found between between. I love the twelve to be exact. 12, I love this to be exact. You do that more often. Twelve to be exact. <laughs> but why is there an R in there? Between okay, got it. Uh, between 1935 and 1938, but oh, more more of the finger. I love that. <laughs> Recent research claimed that there could be up to 20 bodies found related to a one serial killer known as the Cleveland Torso Murderer. But where did this person get their name? Can you take any guesses? Unsolved. Unsolved. Unsolved, yeah, unsolved. (sighs) They murdered people in Cleveland, and Uh they uh, cut off all of the limbs, including the head. uh, The murderer always beheaded all of the victims, but often... Oftentimes, also dismembered the victims, but not always, uh, because many, which caused many of the victims to become unidentifiable. Uh, hence, just torsos. So that's where we get the torso murder. The victims were usually drifters with identities that were never verified, with the exception of victims two, three, and eight, which were identified as Edward Andrazi, Florence Polillo, and possibly Rose Wallace, respectively. So they're non-gender specific. And those were all. The first name was a woman's name? It was, there was Edward, Florence, and Rose. Edward is not a woman's name. No, there's... Yeah, it's not all women. I said they were not gender-specific. Oh, correct. Yeah, yeah. I think even these people were not gender-specific. I'm like, there's literally a one man and two women names. Like The murderer. The murderer was not gender-specific. Correct. He's like, accepting all candidates. I take who I I it's not candidates. The can- candidates? All <laughs> like, victims. We're going through their profiles. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> mm, this is the one. Is this indeed... <laughs> Let me apply. I think fit in with our company culture. <laughs> I'm applying to be murdered. Murder victim number four. <laughs> um, hold on. Let me write that down. <laughs> love that. Love that. Love that. Okay. Yep. <laughs> You're right. Anyway, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, so, Edward Andrazi and Florence Polillo were both identified by their fingerprints, while Rose Wallace was tentatively identified uh, using her dental records, even though they didn't find the head. So, I was like, where did the teeth come from? I don't know. <laughs> so, most, vi- most victims were uh, suspected to be lower class or, quote, working poor, uh, as they were apparently easy prey. Uh, with nowhere to live except for in the uh, Depression-era shanty towns, or Hoovervilles, as they were coined at the time, in the area known as Cleveland Flats and the um, Kingsbury Run area. So that's what they, like, called the area. 
The victim's torsos were often found, as I mentioned, with no arms or no legs, and sometimes with the torso cut in half as well. So you find two pieces of the torso, either this way or this way. Oftentimes it was cut in half this way. Uh, so there's that. Uh, in many cases, the cause of death was decapitation or dismemberment itself. So we didn't see any choking marks or anything like that around where the head was cut off. It was fully just like, so they were slit and uh, bled out, essentially. Hmm. Wait. Beheaded, though. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, hacking? Well, uh, yes. I'm sure there was maybe some hacking, but, like, it was, like, cut entirely off. So it wasn't like they were choked first and killed and then cut. Mm-hmm. It was just, this was the sign that they were just, they were probably alive until they were then cut at the head. Okay. <laughs> and then they were no longer alive. <laughs> Did you ever see, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Yeah. Did you, remember, you remember the the baby contest where they go over the babies who died from the contest? No. But they're like old people. Anyways. Oh, like, I do. Yeah. And he, <laughs> you're saying <laughs> beheaded. I'm just thinking their names like Tiny Dinky Daffy. Uh-huh. Pancaked by Tiny <laughs> 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 I don't remember that scene entirely, but I do remember like bits and pieces of it. I just like the the one that always sticks out to me is the lady who's like, "You big fat nasty sluts!" No, you're being mean again. Like that's uh, not what. <laughs> load our carcass in the mud. No coffee, you... <laughs> please. Just wet, wet mud. <laughs> yes, that one. Um, so the male victims were almost always also castrated. Uh, so there was something to do with that. Jealousy's a killer in this I industry. I know, exactly. In this industry? <laughs> the mur- industry of murder? That's what uh, Alyssa Edwards said. Oh, okay. My bad. I'm sorry, I don't know all of, uh, Alyssa Edwards' Alyssa Edwards-isms. You better start learning. <laughs> She's the most famous drag queen. Oh my god. Not Trixie? Not Bianca? Not Bob? You think Alyssa's the most famous? <laughs> Don't see anyone else, because I can't go any higher than that. <laughs> At that point, just dog whistles. My dog heard that. <laughs> and he died. <laughs> um, some victims also had chemical treatments applied to their skin that caused the skin to become red, tough, and leathery. They didn't know what chemical. So it looks like they maybe attempted to burn the bodies uh, and I guess it just didn't work um, the bodies also um, the bodies were also found in most cases in excess of a few months to a year after they had officially died which made identification even more impossible because forensic evidence was still very at uh, young at this point and so they were like well we can't really identify anything without the heads so most people just went identify these people yeah exactly so they identified out of the 12 canonical victims, <laughs> there are only three that were identified. Uh, but yeah, there's that. Uh, during the time of the official murders, quote unquote, the canonical murders, uh, there was a man named Elliot Ness. Uh, he held the position of the public safety director of Cleveland, uh, which was a position with authority over the police department and any extra like ancillary services, including the fire department. So he had a lot of power. 
and he used that power because uh, he didn't have much to do with its investigation, but uh, after he died, he got the reputation of what was called The Untouchables at the time, which was even a huge book that's like apparently super famous, um, that uh, made him kind of the character of the modern torso murder, like, lore so he wasn't really a part of the investigation too too much but everyone now that's researching is like oh he was such a big deal he, it's not he's not really that involved in it uh the untouchables by the way were a group of people that were from the prohibition era that helped break down, bring down giant crime syndicates uh and giant figureheads like al capone so he was one of the ones that helped bring down al capone so there's apparently a whole book about a whole bunch of people that during this time were famous with these things so since he had a little bit of fame to him People were like, all right, uh, let's go ahead and use him as the reason for uh, being involved in the torso murders. So, Ness did uh, contribute to the arrest and interrogation of one of the prime suspects, Dr. Francis E. Sweeney. Uh, in addition, he uh, also conducted a few raids of some hobo shanties uh, and eventually even burned down Kingsbury Run, from which the killer took their victims. Uh, his reasoning for yeah. Well, let's solve the whole problem by burning down everyone's. Well, oh, that's what he had a reason for it. So he burned down the shanty towns uh, to try and force everyone out to catalog everyone that was living there for fingerprints, so that they could easily fingerprint any new victims. So he was like, okay, well, Isn't as there a better way to do there's that. There's a, I'm sure, a much better way to do that. He also stated that it was to get the possible victims out of the area to stop the murders. But I'm like, maybe <laughs> they're gonna either set up again. Or he's going to go find, or they, we don't know what gender this person is that's killing, but they're going to go out and... Them going to find them Them going to find them they somewhere. <laughs> Some them, the gay... No. <laughs> Nothing. We're good. Uh, so, four days after he burned down this shanty town, uh, on August 22nd of 1938, he did a uh, even more questionably legal situation where he uh, personally dispatched two six-man teams uh, in a large area of Cleveland, stretching from uh, the Cuyahoga River to East 55th Street, uh, localities of Cleveland podcast. <laughs> Have you ever been to Cleveland? No. Uh, to Prospect Avenue under the guise of saying that they were looking for fire inspections. So these are 12 investigators, so two six-man teams, that were going into every single house and residence in this giant area of where they believed the supposed laboratory of the torso murderer was um, to inspect for fire inspections. Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. But really, they were just seen for signs and symptoms. But what instead they found was um, uh, a lot of poverty. A lot of poverty. They found uh, situations... Oh, and they also had... Uh, Four detectives that were from the uh, were with the investigation from the beginning, so they were detectives on the investigation from the beginning. Uh, Orly May, uh, Emil Moosley, Moosiel, I can't read, dyslexic, um, Peter Murillo, and Martin Zalowski. Um, so they were four people that were with the case from the beginning. Uh, Peter uh, Murillo is going to come back in a minute, so just remember that name. So he's one of the detectives. So while the search didn't turn up any new or incriminating information, they did find a lot of poverty uh, and like uh, brought a lot of attention to literally unsanitary conditions in the downtown Cleveland area. So they 
didn't have like fire traps or working toilets or running water. And so it led to a lot of social reform instead uh, and brought out that the law enforcement did not really help these people. So uh, it was a whole situation. They changed downtown Cleveland because they went into all these homes that didn't have all these different amenities. So they fixed things by looking for these murders without finding anything for the murders. <laughs> So there was good that came out of that one, and there's even more that will come out in just a minute. Um, even at one time during this whole process, the killer even taunted the uh, Elliot Ness by placing the remains of two of his victims in full view of his office from City Hall. Yeah, so he could see it from his office. He could see two dead bodies, um, or remnants of bodies. Uh, the man who Elliot Ness believed to be the killer would also provoke him by sending him postcards. From a hospital, <laughs> which is even more fun. This is a whole whole twisty thing. Um, so most researchers considered there to be twelve canonical victims, although some have counted as many as, as many as twenty. Uh, evidence suggests that a woman dubbed the Lady of the Lake could also be included in this because she was found in the same area around the same time as another in a one. lake, though. In a lake, yeah. Oh my God, how did I know? So crazy that you know that. I'm a clairvoyant. You, I mean, you're speaking to them right now, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh! No, she's like, it's wet in here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I understood like. that. <laughs> you can speak fish. It's like you're going to be able to watch the new Little Mermaid. I will be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there was a uh, second victim who was also considered to be a victim of the torso killer in 1950 named Robert Robertson due to the fact that his head was also cut off. So they didn't know who he was. Why people be calling themselves Robert Robertson? Well, they didn't know his name, so they just called him that. Oh, okay. But like, that's, there's a reason that you call him John Doe's because we don't know who they are. So why do you call him Robert Robertson? That makes it more difficult. It should both start with A. <clears throat> yeah. Alexander Adams and Alexandria Adams. Uh, Adam Adamson. Adam Adams. <laughs> Adam. Oh yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Very easy. Um, or uh, Aaron Aaron's. That's the start with thing. Well, A A. We're getting easier. Like even oh, close to the beginning. Now we have to think of something that starts with three A's. Ah. ah! <laughs> Yes, we found the body. We found the... <laughs> ah, ah! <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, I'm glad that both of us went right to that. Ah! <laughs> Aardvark? That's two ways still. Another A. <laughs> Three A Aardvark. Aardvark with another A. Wing? <laughs> I didn't wink. I'm cereal. Okay. Sorry. Anyways, so uh, there were only three victims, like I said, that were positively identified, and the other ten were six John Doe's and four Jane Doe's. Um, so we have the first uh, body that was found, Andrew uh, and Edward Andrazi. Uh, he was found September twenty third of nineteen thirty five. Uh, his body was found on the base of uh, Jackass Hill, uh, where East 40, uh, 49th Street. 
Dead ends into Kingsbury Run. Uh, Andrazi's head was discovered buried near the rest of his body. His body was found to be emasculated and only wearing socks. The autopsy report stated that his head was decapitated in the mid-cervical region with a fracture of the mid-cervical uh, vertebrae. The coroner also noted that uh, Andrazi had rope burns around his wrist, and uh, the cause of his death was decapitation, hemorrhage, and shock. So his body, he was bleeding out and went into shock because he was dying um his death was ruled a homicide then we have the second body that was found john doe number one found september 23rd of 1935 so the same day as edward andrazi but is supposedly his first victim based on when he died uh, the male body was never identified. It was emasculated and decapitated. The head was recovered, but not identified. The skin was treated with a chemical agent that caused it to become reddish and leathery. Next, we have Florence Genevieve uh, Polillo, found uh, January 26th slash February 7th of 1936. Uh, her body was discovered at some area in Cleveland. Uh, Florence was found dismembered and been had been wrapped with paper and packed into half-bushel baskets. Uh, however, her head was never discovered. Florence was approximately 43 years old and weighed about 150 pounds. The autopsy report stated that her cause of death was a slit throat, but it was questioned if it was a homicide because the head was never discovered. Um, baby, if there's no head, did you think she cut her own head off? She lost it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I don't know what I win. people being like, my head wasn't attached to my shoulders. I forget that too. She, she did. Then <laughs> she died. <laughs> so then we have uh, John Doe number two. He was found June 5th of 1936. Uh, he's also known as the Tattooed Man uh, because he was... Um, Tattooed. He had six tattoos on his body. He was discovered in front of the Nickel Plate Railroad Police Building while his head was discovered uh, near the East 55th Street Bridge. Uh, he had six tattoos, hence his name, and the autopsy report stated the body was drained of blood as well as his head was severed while the victim was alive. So he was still alive while he was decapitated. So, yikes. Uh, John Doe. <clears throat> Excuse me, number three, he was found July 22nd of 1936. The victim was dismembered while it was still alive. Uh, his head was discovered. However, the advanced state of decay of the body made it impossible for him for them to get fingerprints, and the head would have been decomposed and unrecognizable by that point. Searches through missing persons reports were unsuccessful, and the unified, unidentified male body was the only known West Side victim. John Doe number four was found on September 10th of 1936. Two halves of the male torso and lower legs were found. The coroner notes the body was severed between the third and fourth cervical vertebrae, as well as between the third and fourth lumbar uh, vertebrae. So up here and then down here. The fire rescue squad dragged the water in the uh, dragged the water in the creek in Kingsbury Run in an attempt to locate more pot to the body, and they never found the head. The victim's kidneys and stomach were cut, uh, and were, he was emasculated as well. The coroner declared the probable cause of death was decapitation. <laughs> and Jane Doe number one was officially found on February 23rd of 1937. Unidentified female body was found at the same spot as the 1934 non-canonical victim named the Lady of the Lake. So same place, same situation, decapitated body. But the other one like, no, that's not in count. Girl, what do you mean? <laughs> um, the legs and arms were never found and likely because they were less buoyant than the torso and could have gone to the bottom of the lake. The upper extremities are uh, 
cut at the level of the uh, socket between the shoulder joint. Uh, the neck and head were cut between the seventh uh, cervical and first thoracic vertebrae, so a little bit lower down on the neck. Um, the multiple uh, there was multiple knife marks at the surface of the skin there that are also present. That so almost like they were cutting in different places. Uh, There's also considerable water and gravel found in both of the cavities because she was in a fucking lake. What do you mean? Um, though previously listed, there are uh, anatomically discoveries and uh, diagnoses are made. The probable cause of death is officially undetermined via the coroner's case file. So they didn't know. I'm like they cut her head off, but we don't know. She could have been drowned she, or something else. There's water. There's wa- There's water and gravel inside of her. Why? Because she was in a lake. <laughs> For like a year. Exactly. <laughs> um, then we have Jane Doe number two. She was found on June 6th of 1937. She was the only black victim uh, thought to be Rose Wallace, uh, but was not proven to be identified. Uh, the body was decapitated and missing a rib. The head was recovered from the head they found the dental work. So I lied earlier. So they did have the head uh, and they found the dental work that was done to her teeth, but was still never able to positively identify her. Okay. Um, then we have John Doe number five. He was found July 6th of 1937. The body of this male was recovered near the, uh, no, in the Cuyahoga River. Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga. We got it. Uh, in multiple pieces, some floating around in the river and the upper torso found in a burlap sack for chicken feed. The head, uh, as well as the internal organs within the abdominal cavity and the heart were never found. Uh, the unidentified man and his abdomen were gutted and his heart was ripped out. So, <clears throat> goodness. We've got Jane Doe number three. She was found April 8th of 1938. Uh, on April 8th, the only victim, <coughs> only the victim's legs were recovered. On May 2nd, a human thigh was uh, discovered floating in the river to the east of the West 3rd Street Bridge. And a police search under the bridge found a burlap sack containing the victim's tor- headless torso cut into two halves, another thigh, and a left foot. The head and the rest of the body were never found. Only victim to have drugs in her system. Uh, the amount of morphine was estimated at 0.002 uh, grams per 100 grams. I don't know if that's a, a lot. lot. Isn't, yeah, it doesn't seem, seem like a lot. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Jane Doe number four uh, was found in uh, on August 16th of 1938. Decapitated female body, head recovered. Head was cut at the level of the third uh, intervertebral disc. We've got an autopsy was performed by a different coroner this time. And the lead detective, Peter Marillo, uh, which we talked about earlier, later in his more memoirs, dismissed her as a victim as a torso murder due to evidence of embalming found in her remains because none of the other victims had shown traces of embalming. So this is a new practice. Hmm. <coughs> new situation. So we have John Doe, number six. He was found on August 16th of uh, 1938. John Doe's body, John Doe the sixth, uh, was discovered on the lakefront in plain view of the safety director's uh, office with Jane Doe, number four. It was previously mentioned that the head of, which... Also, if she was found next to this other guy, then you consider him as part of the the victims. Why would you even second guess and think that she wasn't? They were literally both found together in sight of this guy's office. So what would point you to, like, oh, someone else dropped a dead body here that was killed in a similar fashion. 
pair of serial killers. So that is fun together. We've got some theories coming up. We've got some theories. Uh, aliens. You know, we always got to throw aliens. Yes, yeah, there's, there's theories. We got some theories. Mm-hmm. Um, so John Doe, the sixth body, was discovered, like I said, in front of uh, safety director Elliot Ness's office with Jane Doe number four. As previously mentioned, uh, that the head of John Doe number six was discovered in a can. However, there has never been any evidence or reports on that. So people made that up somewhere. Uh, similar to the other victims, the head was severed from the body, and the victim today still remains unidentified. The head was cut at the level of the third in- intervertebral disc. <coughs> God, something happened to me. And had uh, knife marks on different parts of the body as well. Uh, so this person was cut in a random place. Extremities at all the major points were all cut off as well. Uh, the coroner ruled that the cause of death was undetermined, though he noted it was probably a homicide. I love it. It's like, oh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Who's just cutting off their arms and, and necks? What do you mean it's not a homicide? Someone's dead here. Perhaps they needed, you know. Or this is assuming that the person was already dead and then someone just cut up their body after that? Yeah. No. That's where I was going. No. Uh, So authorities... Emergency amputation is where I was going. Oh. Mm. Well... By themselves. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think they're going to cut it here. It wasn't... It wasn't wasn't to be taken seriously. It's not that serious. Okay. (laughs) So uh, authorities interrogated around 9,100 people. A lot of people they interrogated uh, during the investigation to find this torso murder. So they inv- interviewed that many, interrogated that many people in three years. Uh, through though the case never, uh, though the case became the biggest police investigation in Cleveland history, um, they actually solved a thousand crimes from the interrogations that they were doing. A thousand other crimes that weren't this one. <laughs> so they found a lot of people doing other things that they were like, whoa. That's crazy. So through this investigation, not only did they fix a lot of issues that were riddling the downtown Cleveland area and gave people access to running water and toilets. (coughs) I got a tickle in my throat. But they also solved a thousand other crimes, which is insane to me. Um, So that's a lot of crimes. Uh, there were also, um, there were two main suspects of the Torso murders. We have Frank Dolezal and Francis E. Sweeney. Um, so on August 24th of 1939, the Cleveland resident named Frank Dolezal, something's got me, age 52, who at one point lived with um, Florence Polillo and had connections to Edward Andrasi as well as Rose Wallace. So three of the identified, vi- the actual identified victims, was arrested in suspect in the Florence Polillo murder. Uh, he later died in suspicion, suspicious circumstances, wink, in the county jail while in custody of the uh, sheriff. So he just happened to die in jail. Hmm. <coughs> Wonder what happened. Why did that happen? You know. So Dolezal was posthumously exonerated of involvement in torso slayings. So he was probably beat in jail and uh, died. And then they were like, oh, no, he, he's okay. He's all right. He didn't do it. Um, like that lady from The Boy in the Box where they were like, we found your son. She's like, that's definitely not my son. They were yeah. like, well, you're crazy now. You have to go to an asylum. And then she died in the asylum. I did not know that. Did we in- do this topic? 
Haven't we? Probably not. I don't That's know. A good one. Okay. I, I don't know anything about that. So there was a third suspect. His name was... Oh, my God. <coughs> Do you need... <coughs> I don't know how to help. I don't know how... It's like there's a little tickle. It's got me. Um, so there was a man named Willie Johnson. He was an African-American male who uh, was also once a suspect. He had been identified by a witness while he was disposing of a body. He had links to two of the victims, Rose Wilson and Flo Polillo. Uh, he was not officially tried for the torso murders. However, he was tried for a different murder and sent to electric chair in March of 1944. So once again, solving a different crime that wasn't this one. <laughs> so... Most investigators consider the last canonical murder to have been in 1938, even though there was another one that happened in 1950, but could have been anyone. Hold on. 1938 to 1950? Uh-huh. That's a long time. 12 well, years? Yeah. And so that's why they, they don't consider that one to be a part of the torso murders and just okay. a different murder. Yeah. Sometime. Who's thinking that it's the part of it? There are thoughts that other, you know, modern day people who are looking, I mean, there's still people researching Jack the Ripper, Ripperologists. Well, that's not a smart idea, because that happened a really long time ago. That happened 150 years ago. I think that all the information's probably already covered. I don't think you're going to find any new information. And any new information you're going to find is like, oh, my grandmother. My great-grandmother was, you know, Queen of England at that time. Anyways. Not if she's dead. Um, so the one majorly suspected individual, his name was Dr. Francis E. Sweeney. And boy, do I think this man did it. Sweeney Todd. I kind of wonder if this is where Sweeney Todd came from. He didn't eat any of the bodies. Well, that we know of. Um, so he, Sweeney this, Todd never ate the bodies. He just fed cooked them to other in a, people. Yeah, cooked them in the pies. You're right. So he was born on May 5th of, of 1894. Um, he was a veteran of World War One, who was part... Oh my god, I'm gonna die. How can I help you? You can't. <laughs> Would you like some honey? No. I'm gonna keep going. We're pounding through. So on May 5th, no, that was when he was born. Uh, he was a veteran who was part of a medical unit that conducted amputations in the field, and then after the war, he became an alcoholic due to. Became <laughs> a professional alcoholic. A professional alcoholic uh, due to pathological anxiety and depression that came from wartime experiences. Uh, so basically, PTSD. That's what people call it nowadays. Um, so during his time, he was also apparently gassed in combat, which resulted in a lot of nerve damage. So this man was a little, uh, how do I say this politely? Fucked up. <laughs> um, loopy. Loopy, loopy. That's a good one. Uh, oh, grandpappy, you're just crazy. <laughs> the war was started by lizard people from the middle of the earth. Uh, let me go ahead and drink this whiskey for breakfast. Morphine. For <laughs> yeah, breakfast. exactly. There's a spoon of morphine. It really goes down easy. So, um... Sweeney was later personally interviewed by Elliot Ness, uh, who was overseeing the investigation uh, into these killings. And before the interrogation, Sweeney was detained and he was found to be so intoxicated that he was held in a hotel room for three days until he sobered up. Three days? Three days. Like, it, it must have been like a massive hangover. Like, that's how drunk he was and couldn't function until he was done being hungover. I feel like he'd, he would have had alcohol poisoning to be able to be that hungover. Well, it's possible. <laughs> well, you, you could you die. Mm, not necessarily. <laughs> recover slowly. <laughs> what do I don't you know. know about this? I don't. <laughs> 
so during his interrogation, Sweeney is said to have failed uh, failed to pass two very early polygraph machines. But back then, polygraph machines weren't really like set in stone, and they're still not really set in stone. So it was like, well, he failed them both, and uh, well, <laughs> so both the tests were um, administered. Uh, by this person who told Ness that he had his man. You got him. This polygraph test told him. Uh, but Ness apparently felt like there was still little chance of attaining, uh, obtaining a successful prosecution of the doctor, especially since he was first cousins to one of Ness's political opponents, Congressman Martin L. Sweeney, who had been hounding Ness publicly about his failure to catch the killer. So this person was related to the doctor and this congressman, and was like, you haven't caught this killer in Cleveland. And so, you know, politics got involved as well. So that only added a whole extra layer to all of this. So after Sweeney then committed himself to a asylum, uh, to a hospital, <laughs> uh, there was no more leads or connections that police could assign to him as a possible suspect. So from his hospital confinement, he sent threatening postcards and harassed Elliot Ness and his family into the 1950s, and the postcards only stopped arriving after he died. So Sweeney died in a veteran's hospital in Dayton, Ohio, on July 9th of 1964. Sweeney was the only viable suspect, but the evidence was circumstantial and would have no bearing. Uh, he had a doctor's office on the street where a man named Frank, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Emil Fronick, said that a doctor tried to drug him in 1934. His story was discounted, and uh, he could not because he could not figure out the location of the building the next day after he went to police. I'm gonna die. <coughs> mm. So, upon finding a victim with drugs in her system uh, and looking through the buildings that um, through buildings, it was found that Sweeney did have an office next to a coroner in the area where Fronick had suggested that he had been drugged. So all signs are pointing to Sweeney as a doctor near coroner's office. Uh, I mean, he would have access to uh, a morgue where he could literally clean and easily place uh, and an easy place to kill bodies or kill victims and not leave a mess because it was used for dead people and draining blood anyways. So this is where bodies are being sent and blood is being drained. So if they find traces of blood, oh, that's crazy. There's blood. There's going to be blood because they're draining bodies. Um he then was also sending the taunting postcards, uh, which would make sense because only Ness knew what was going on. And the irony of that, uh, the last bodies were placed so that he could see them from, uh, like from his office and for the killer to prove that they would not be caught. Like that he knew that he wasn't going to get caught. So he was like, here's these bodies and I know that you know what's going on. So mm. he was taunting him and Sweeney knew it because he also knew he was a political, his cousin's political opponent. So... I mean, everything points to this guy. So in 1997, another theory was put up that there uh, was not just a single butcher of Kingsbury Run because the murders could have been committed by several different people. Uh, this was based on the assumption that the autopsy results were inconclusive, but that's just because they were like, well, looks like this person doesn't have a head. I mean, beheadings are not like a common occurrence. <clears throat> no, unless it shouldn't be. I mean, yeah, but for an amount of... What is the period of time? like Three three years? Yeah. To find Beheadings, 12 bodies? All beheaded? Uh-huh. Maybe one uh-huh. could be from somebody else, but generally I don't think beheading is a yeah. usual tactic. I could probably say two or three were maybe from a different person. The person who tried... The one victim that was tried to like be chemically burned, they could have been a different one. 
Uh, the one that was in the lake or the two that were in the lake, they could have been a different person. But I mean, a lot of the, these people were beheading and especially in the same area too. These were like right at like the, 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 the base, base of the neck. Exactly. And they knew exactly like they went for the same vertebrae almost every time. So somebody with a skill, someone who know, knew what they were doing. Exactly. Um, so first we had uh, the first coroner. Uh, he may have been inconsistent in his analysis as to whether the cuts on the body were expert or just, you know, some other person. And then second, the other coroner that uh, was his successor uh, began to enjoy the press attention a lot from his involvement in the case. Uh, And so he started creating sensational theories. So he's kind of one of the people that's like, could have been anyone. Well, girl, you're not helping anything. Um, so therefore the only thing that is known for certain is that all the murder victims were dismembered. <laughs> they all had their heads cut off. That's the only thing we know for certain. Um, Elliot Ness was said to have taken the killer's identity to his grave. So people also think that he knew who it was and didn't want to say anything because it was either his political opponent or something else. And he died and didn't tell anyone about it. So... We may never know. So one of the detectives, Peter uh, Murillo, believed that the uh, torso murder could be a transient, actually, that was coming in and out on rails, which is something we've seen before. If you remember Clementine Barnabet, that she was going all throughout uh, Beaumont and like the Louisiana area and whatnot and killing people in their closet, hanging them in their closets and whatnot uh, because she was hopping on trains and going places and so people think of the same situation so most of the murders occurred within the vicinity of railroad tracks and uh, he also even went undercover as a hobo to try and investigate this he believes that the reason that there were also other murders in other states that were similar to the torso murders in Cleveland because there was someone that was going to other cities from the railroads and doing this so he thinks there's other situations that's why I think we might have done something similar to this in a different city because I don't remember any of the details from this me neither. And so that's, I think, someone else is doing it. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's obviously the doctor. I think it's the doctor. That's what I think. Especially since he was, unless he was just crazy and was like, ha, that's so funny, and like sending postcards. But, yeah. Well. It could be. He was up on the the mustard gas, you know? (laughs) Period, says. Mustard gas is spicy. (laughs) It's not. It's a brown mustard, so you know it's spicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got them seeds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got that mustard seeds. Um. Oh. Wow. Cool story, bro. That's what I got. That's all I got. All right. Well, then it's my turn. Yeah. Do we? You're gonna make me take a break. Do yeah, we can. You're the one that wants to take it. I don't need to. Well, welcome back from your break. Thank okay. you. Survived your break only. Your no, break. oh, just mine. We didn't get up and you know refresh or anything like that. I was powering through. Mm. 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 Mm, what? Mm. Bitch. Oh, shit, that's fresh. Oh, I need to do my mm, mm, mm. We're gonna get even closer though. <clears throat> oh, you can hear the fizz. And that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of those things like your uh, hoses what oh did you get <laughs> you literally spilled on it <clears throat> these are the napkins that my children put out what about <laughs> great dinner time uh dinnerware all of our guests are over please put some napkins down 
Lightning McQueen. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's good. That's good shit. Mm. Ooh. You don't like it? Not anymore. No. We've already sipped, and you've oh, yeah. been very I don't recently. have COVID. You're sick. <laughs> I'm ill. Because Baby Hot. Is it Baby? Hmm? Baby Hot. Ew. It's an old rap song? Girl, I don't know. Well, You're asking the wrong person. Tell me what you know about rap music. Um, excuse me, I, um, that's about it. <laughs> hmm. What about you? See, but you didn't say anything. Oh, well, I did listen to a song from, uh, Young Gravy, no, L- young, no, Young Gravy. Young Gravy. Yeah, on the way here. It was, uh, I think I was getting Rick Rolled. Because it is, uh, what are they called? Never a sam- a sample? Yeah, a sample of Never Gonna Give up, Give You Up. Wow. And uh, I was like, what is happening? And it, but it's and now a TikTok thing. It's like, oh, Gravy, you're so fine. Something is, oh, I don't. Did you download TikTok? Like no. TikTok? no. Why do you I? know all about these TikToks? Because I can show up on Instagram reels now. Uh, and it literally has the TikTok logos. Too. Like, they just take them and upload them. I'm like, yeah. that's, no, I don't need that. I don't want that. But I do like the dog ones that show up on Instagram. So I, all the all, all of my recommendations are either gay men with their shirts off or dogs, and I never watch the gay men ones because I'm like, why are you suggesting this to me? I don't follow. I unfollowed all of the thirst trap boys that I used to follow, and now I only have my friends. Oh my god! Or meme pages, and I, now on Instagram you can look. At, the reason why I did that is because I got too far into Instagram, and uh, it was telling me, oh, here are your fifty most. Uh, like the the fifty most profiles that we that you most interact fifty most interacted profiles that you interact with and the content that we put on there and here are your fifty least interacted and the fifty least interacted were all my friends and the fifty most interacted were just men with their shirts off and it's like oh that's a problem because that's why I don't see any of my friends' content because uh, this is what Instagram keeps putting forward so I. Uh, got rid of all those, and now it's all just meme pages. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> I like memes. Maybe what am I gonna like do? More memes. I know. Now I have to see the memes more. Memes. Mm-hmm. Do you have any memes? Uh, not currently. I post most of them to Instagram. Either. Hold on. We didn't talk about our memes. Let me pull them up. Hold on. We got some good ones. I'm ready. Oh, this one. Sex messages. So it turns out a squirrel would need to fall about 4,800 miles in order to die because that would give it time to starve to death because they can survive terminal velocity. That was a text message from someone. Then the other one's, Rachel, I'm begging you. It's 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> Rachel? <laughs> Rachel! <laughs> Very funny. I don't know if you know anything about this, and I don't think I can play it because it's not a long enough or it's too long of a clip. Hmm. But on last Thursday, they were playing Hot In It by Charlie XCX and hmm. Tiesto on BBC Radio 1. And so they interrupted. They were like, she was ah, hot in it, hot hmm. in it. BBC interrupts to announce that Queen, <laughs> Majesty the Queen <laughs> has died. Oh, that's funny. And then they go back to the song. <laughs> she looks hot in it. <laughs> she looks hot in hell. Oh, man. What else I got? What else I got? Oh no, my phone went into night mode. Anyways. The Duchess um, of Cornwall saying to all the side chicks out there, just believe. Just believe. 
Yes, yes, yes. What else I got? That's really all I have. Hey, I don't have any memes. There's a picture of Bailey. I guess I took a break from my meme memingness. Because you were ill. Yeah. Uh, my dad grew was so proud that he grew a watermelon. Turns out it was a big ass cucumber. Look at that. Oh my god. <laughs> That's funny. But why? But why? I think I saved something else, but it was on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, I got nothing. Mm. Yeah, that's it's sad. I don't have many mamies. No. This one's funny. Please do not tap on the glass. It scares the ice cream. They missed a perfect opportunity to say it makes the ice scream. I don't like that. You don't like That's funny. Come on. I don't like that. Anyways, it's Ready? my turn. <laughs> okay. Wait. Oh. Let's do this. Happy birthday. Cheers to your turn. Happy your birthdays. Our both of our birthdays are both. Both our birthdays. Both whose birthday are it? Whose birthdays are it? <laughs> we made it through birthday season, so we survived that one. No, we still got Thomas's. That one's coming up. That I was still one there. every month for the next two months. Oh, you're right. You do. And I had one last month, and the month before, mm-hmm. or this month, and the month before. And then when is Kindles? Is that November? October. October. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A lot of birthdays. It's <laughs> almost like people are born every on certain day. days. Name yeah. one day that somebody wasn't born. New Year's. No one's ever born on New Year's. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's My only the pres- New Year's b- b- birthday. Anyway, sorry. I'd like to talk about Rodney Alcala that was born on New Year's Eve. And what? Day. Was he really? What? <laughs> <laughs> In both days. I know. He was actually born literally at, or started coming out at 11.59 on December 31st. And on a plane uh-huh. from Greenwich Mean Time uh-huh. all the way around the world to Greenwich Mean Time. Okay. He was being born for the whole day. What if you were born in two separate days? Does that, awesome? that happen in Australia? I don't know. What if you're like on the plane? Well, if you're having birth on the plane, they'd probably land it. Right? I don't know. I don't know how that, that stuff works. Anyways. I think they just have the baby. On the plane? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think flight attendants are they trained say, for that. Is there a doctor on board? <laughs> That's not in the movies. Life's not a movie? Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Why they call it that? <laughs> Conspiracy theory. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stupid. I have, a new, I have something to do tomorrow. <laughs> We have to look this up. <laughs> I'm gonna watch Lifetime all day. I gotta get cable first. To, well, first of all, we gotta get the cable men out here. So it's not gonna be tomorrow. It'll be like three days from now. I'm no, gonna probably call three weeks until they send somebody. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I really need it right now. <laughs> it's really imperative that this happens today. I have to research Lifetime conspiracy theories. <laughs> Listen, Jacinda. I don't have time for your bullshit. Just get somebody here get now. Someone now. <laughs> Oh, too good. That was a good name. Pulled That's right out of the air. Jacinda? Jacinda, Jacinda yeah. Ardern. No, wait. This is a real person. She is the Prime Ministress? Of New Zealand? Anyways. Still? <laughs> yeah, I think so. How often do they have elections? How often does New Zealand have elections? You want me to Google it? No. I have a murder. Mm-hmm. Er. Uh-huh. Rodney Alcala. 
I feel like I've done it before. I probably have, so this is a repeat. Um, but he was born in San Antonio. Oh, so local. You might know him. I might. I'd probably visit him. Um, he was born in uh, 1951. Mm, close no, sorry. To he was born in 1958. 1948. <laughs> 1951, 58, 48. Okay. <laughs> One of those years. <laughs> They're a little different. Anyways, you know him. Mm. So he was born to a Mexican-American couple, Raul Alcala and his mother, Ana Maria. Um, and in 1951, uh, his dad's mom, his grandmother, died. And so the whole family were like, we got to move back to Mexico. Oh. And so they all moved back to Mexico. With um, him or they leave him? No, they took him. He was three. Mm. Um, and he, then, so he couldn't live on his <laughs> No. No, no, no. Um, and then they, um, his dad left. Mm. And then in 1954, he moved back. Back into the states to Los Angeles with his sister and two, uh, his mother and two sisters. Um, pretty average childhood that didn't say anything about like murdering animals or anything like that. Burning like, the things, usual peeing things. In the bed several times. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, so then, in 1961, at the age of 17, he joined the U.S. Army and served as a clerk. Uh, in 1964, after what was described as a nervous <clears throat> breakdown, uh, during which he went AWOL and hitchhiked from Fort Bragg back home. Um, Where's Fort Bragg? Mm, I can look it up. South Carolina? <laughs> Wait, he hitchhiked from... Hold on. Fort Bragg. Oh, it's North Carolina. You're right. And No, there's another one in California. <laughs> oh. So not that far. Well. Well, I'm going to assume it's the other one. Just we can we can like to assume it's the North Carolina one. They went he hitchhiked all the way back to um Los Angeles. How would you how would you No, this is like North uh California, so he still hitchhiked a long way. Tell me how you would get across the entire country with flies. Like nowadays? Yeah. How much money do I have? None? None. Um I'll start running. No, I don't think you can get on trains anymore. They're too regulated. Um, a freight train? Yeah. How? How? Um, well, they all the doors are actually locked now. Um, just hide in between them. Very dangerous, but possible. On top. Also very dangerous, but possible. Uh, a lot of trees. <laughs> no. No. Also, getting, getting, well, I guess there's also, like, ladders and stuff like that. I don't know. I feel like it would get really hot, too, in the sun. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> no further question. <laughs> he did that, and then he was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder uh, by a military psychiatrist, and they discharged him. Um, so Because that, he was antisocial. But he also went AWOL. Oh, yeah. But. Was it a dishonorable discharge? Did it say anything? It just said discharge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. After, after leaving the army, Alcala graduated from the UCLA Fine Arts School uh, and later studied film under Roman Polanski at NYU. Oh, how great! <laughs> um, September 25th, 1968, he committed his first known crime when an eyewitness in Los Angeles called police after watching him lure an eight-year-old girl named Talia Shapiro into his Hollywood apartment. When the police arrived, the girl was found alive, but she had been raped and beaten with a steel bar. 
and he had fled. Um, so to evade the resulting arrest warrant, he left the state and then he enrolled in NYU using the name John Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R. -E -E this uh, is in the 70s? 60s. 60s, so. okay. But we're going into the 70s now. Mm -hmm. In 1971, he obtained a counseling job at New York or New Hampshire Arts Camp. <laughs> New Hampshire Arts Camp for children using a slightly different alias, John Berger. Oh. B U R G. Oh, we can spell now. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, in June of the same year, uh, Cornelia Michelle Criley, a 23 year old TWA flight attendant, was found raped and strangled in her Manhattan apartment. Um, and her murder remained unsolved until 2011. Mm. Um, Damn. Yeah. Well, this guy's. <clears throat> this guy thought that he was like, uh, I don't know, like really suave and smarter than everyone else. And like. I mean, it's typical. Yeah. Egotistical. Well, we'll get to the part where he did that. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, Alcala was paroled in 1974 after 17 months. Less than two months after his release, he was rearrested for assaulting a 13-year-old girl identified in court records as Julie J., quote, who had accepted what she thought would be a ride to school. Um, and then he was paroled again after serving two more years. After Alcala's second release in 1977, his Los Angeles parole officer took the unusual step of permitting a repeat offender and a known flight risk to leave the state and go to New York City. Oh, yeah, you can leave. We know that, I mean, you're known to, you know, disappear and just go crazy. But, you know, well, that's yeah, fine. You know, you only raped a girl mm, three years ago. Uh -huh. You're probably good. Oh, uh, boy. So then NYPD cold case investigators now believe that in a week after arriving to Manhattan, he killed Ellen Jane Ho Hover, 23-year-old daughter of the owner of a popular Hollywood nightclub, C. Rose, and goddaughter of Dean Martin and Sammy Davis, Davis Jr. So a famous person, kind of. Famous adjacent. adjacent yeah. But uh, still, I mean, that's more famous than just, you know, someone from a shanty town. Yeah. it's kind of what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, her remains were found buried under heavy rocks in a hillside overlooking the Hudson River, about a half mile west of Felt, or, yeah, Phelps Memorial Hospital in North Terrytown in Westchester County. In 1978, he briefly worked at the Los Angeles Times as a typesetter and was interviewed by members of the Hillside Strangler Task Force as a part of their investigation of known sex offenders. Although he was ruled out as the Hillside Strangler, he was arrested and served a brief sentence for marijuana possession. Oh. During this period, Alcala convinced hundreds of young men and women that he was a professional fashion photographer and photographed them for his portfolio. A Times co-worker later recalled that Alcala shared his photos with workmates. Quote, I thought it was weird, but I was young. I didn't know anything, she said. Quote, when he took the photos, he said their moms asked him to. I remember the girls were naked. End quote. End quote. Wait, uh, how young were these girls that were? Young men and women, not, not underage. Okay. Um, he said he was professional, so in my mind, I was being a model for him, said a woman who followed Alcala to photograph her in 1979. He followed people and was like, can I take some pictures of you? Mm -hmm. And they were like... Isn't this during this... I might be a model? Yeah. Isn't this during the same time as Son of Sam? Wasn't that in the 70s? Uh, Son of Sam, I think, is... 
earlier 70s. Yeah, but still, like, after that, it'd be like, no, don't talk to me. Well. <laughs> so, I, I, honestly, anyone. I don't know. People, they didn't have the internet back then. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it, and the same idea. Oh, you want to get fame? As people are doing it. We're doing it now. We discovered that recently with a you know drag race person. Oh, you want to be famous? Like, oh, we're going to ask you to do these things and be nasty Just about take it. Just some naked pictures. Yeah, naked pictures, being. naked videos, doing the nasty stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, the portfolio included spread after spread of naked teenage boys. So they some of them were underage, I guess. Hmm. Uh, she said most of the photos are sexually explicit and most of the subjects remain unidentified. Police fear that some of the subjects may uh, be additional cold case victims. In 1979, according to later trial testimony, Alcala knocked unconscious and raped 15-year-old Monique Hoyt while she was posing for his photographs. Mm-mm. In 1978, he was a contestant on the popular game show, The Dating Game. Oh, boy. Host Jim Lang introduced him as a, quote, successful photographer who gets his start when he, who got his start when his father found him in the darkroom at the age of 13, fully developed. Ew. Between takes, you might find him skydiving or motorcycling. Fully, that, I'm still hung up on the fully developed, that's gross. Is the seventies? Yeah, and they're of course trying to make a joke. It's like, oh, this man is like, you know, got got uh, a lot down there. Like, but that's gross to say his father found him like that. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I don't know, that's gross. But yes, <laughs> I understand uh, it was an attempt at a joke. <laughs> a fellow Bachelor contestant described Alcala as a very strange guy with bizarre opinions. Alcala won the competition. No way. And the date with the episode's bachelorette, Cheryl Bradshaw, who subsequently refused to go out with him because she found him, quote, creepy. Yeah, good. Good for her. Criminal bro filer Pat Brown, noting that Alcala killed at least three women after his dating game appearance, speculated that this rejection might have been an exacerbating factor. Um, Quote, one wonders what this did in his mind. Well, I think it added to his egotism. Like... (laughs) That oh, it, well, I was able to win. Like, I wasn't... Sorry, continue. <laughs> that is something that he would not take too well. Psychopaths don't understand the rejection. They think that something is wrong with that girl. She played me. She played hard to get. Mm-hmm. And then we get to his arrest. Robin Samso, a 12-year-old girl from Huntington Beach, disappeared somewhere between the beach and her ballet class on June 20th, 1979. Her decomposing body was found 12 days later... In the Los Angeles foothills, her friends told people that a stranger had approached them on the beach asking to take their pictures, and detectives circulated a sketch of the photographer, and Alcala's parole officer recognized him. During a search of Alcala's mother's house on, in Monterey Park, police found a rental receipt for a storage locker in Seattle. In the locker, they found her earrings. Mm. Alcala was arrested on July 1979 and held without bail. In 1980, he was tried, convicted, and sentenced to death for her murder, Uh, but the verdict was overturned by the California Supreme Court because jurors had been improperly informed of his prior sex crimes. Wait, so he's back in California now? This is not New York anymore? Yeah. Okay. Um, In 1986, after he only went to to New York to go to film school. Well, that's why he was taking all the pictures of people. That was in L.A.? L.A. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it makes sense, too. Yeah. 
1986, after a second trial virtually identical to the first, except an omission of the prior criminal history testimony, he was again convicted, convicted and sentenced to death. In 2001, a Ninth Circus Court of Appeals panel nullified the second conviction, in part because a witness was not allowed to support Alcala's contention that the park ranger who found Samso's body had been, quote, hypnotized by police officers. What? Yeah. Okay, uh, so they were scared by the police officers and, and slash hypnotized and or bullied, essentially, by police officers? Is that what they're, they're saying? Yeah. I mean, well, they're saying that, yeah, the person was questioned and the police officers... Probably pressured them. Hypnotized mm-hmm. them to they, say whatever they wanted them to say. They bullied them. Um, while preparing their third prosecution in 2003, Orange County, California investigators learned that Alcala's DNA sampled under a new state law over his objections matched semen left at a rape scene, uh, murder, rape murder scene of two women in Los Angeles. Additional evidence included another cold case DNA match in 2004, and that led to Alcala's indictment for the murders of four additional women. Jill Barkham, 18, a New York runway found a New York runaway found rolled up like a ball in Los Angeles Ravine in 1977 and originally thought to have been a victim of the Hillside Strangler. Georgia Wickstead, 27, bludgeoned in her Malibu apartment in 1977. Charlotte Lamb, 31, raped, strangled, and left in the laundry room of an El Segundo apartment complex in 1978. And Jill Parenteau, 21, killed in her Burbank apartment in 1979. So they found DNA or they're just associating DNA. Them? DNA, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the bodies were found, quote, posed in carefully chosen positions. Mm. Another pair of earrings found in Alcala's Seattle storage locker had residue that matched Lamb's DNA as well. During his incarceration between the second and third trials, Alcala wrote and self-published a book, You, the Jury, in which he claimed innocence uh, in the Samso case and suggested a different sub- suspect. He also filed two lawsuits against the California penal system for a slip-up and a slip-and-fall accident for refusing to provide him a low-fat diet. Oh, my God. I'm in jail, and you need to provide me uh-huh. a low-fat diet. For what? Yeah. that I mean, that's like the person that I researched, what was it, a couple uh, months ago now, that was like, oh, well, he didn't ever uh, file an appeal for his own convictions. Instead, he kept on suing the state uh, and I don't remember who it was anymore, but they were like unfair treatment in the prison, and like they kept on counter sue or like suing about these things, and the judge kept on throwing him out. Like, leave me alone. I mean, is he still alive? I assume. Uh, he was, what seventy? Seventy two? Seventy four? Yes, he is still alive. Um, <clears throat> in two thousand three, prosecutors entered a motion to join the Samso charges with those of the four newly discovered victims. Alcala's attorneys contested it, as one of them explained, quote, if you're a juror and you see you hear one murder case, you may be able to have reasonable doubt. But it's very hard to say if you have reasonable doubt on all five, especially when four of the five aren't alleged by witness eyewitnesses, but are proven by DNA matches. Mm-hmm. In 2006, the California Supreme Court ruled in the prosecution's favor, and in uh, February of 2010, he stood trial for all five joint charges. Good. For the third trial, he elected to act as his own attorney. Oh, boy. That's always a good thing. I mean, we've seen it so successful in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he took the stand in his own defense and for five hours played the roles of both interrogator and witness, 
asking himself questions and referring to himself as Mr. Alcala in a deeper than normal voice. I really hope that he was like leaving the stand to walk out and ask an empty uh, thing and then walk back in be like, oh, let me answer the question. And then, I didn't oh, let me. Videos. I know, but still, like, I'm really hoping that that's what was happening. Me too. <laughs> That'd be uh, distastefully iconic. <laughs> that would be psychopathic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And only going to make the judge be like, yeah, guilty. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> um, during his self-questioning and answering session, he told jurors, often in rambling monotone, that he was a Knott's Berry, he was at Knott's Berry Farm applying for a job as a photographer at the same time Samsa was kidnapped. He, he showed, tried to give himself an alibi. Yeah. He was the, like, I was, a, I was applying at a, a theme park to take pictures. His, him as a lawyer himself asking himself questions. No, just telling. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah but, but like. Telling the jury that yes. what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what were you doing when she was murdered? Well, everybody, I was applying to be a photographer. Well, actually, uh, Mr. Uh, Alcala, let me answer your question. <laughs> I was applying. <laughs> what? Um, oh, Lord. I don't know if you can tell where this is going. Uh, no, it's, it's very poorly. I like it. <laughs> um, he showed the jury a portion of his 1978 appearance on the dating game show in an attempt to prove that the earrings were found earrings found in his Seattle locker were not his, were his and not Samso's. Was he wearing earrings? Not that I could tell from the video. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe. Um Jed Mills, the actor who com- competed against Alcala on the show, told a reporter that, quote, the earrings were not yet a socially acceptable accoutrement for men in the 1970s. And, quote, I'd never seen a man with an earring in his ear. He said, I would have noticed them on him. Yeah, so he wasn't wearing them. <laughs> um, Alcala made no significant attempt to dispute the four charges added other than to assert that he could not remember killing any of them. <laughs> Well, so earrings didn't... I don't remember killing I, I don't of think them. I remember it. But so earrings weren't a thing until like the 90s for men, or the 80s and 90s, and that was like the signifier for being gay. If you were in your, your right ear, you're, you were gay. Um, and that was a whole idea. And I mean, that was into the... Even, even now, my mom asked me whenever she finally saw me with these earrings, she was like, what's the significance for your... your uh, your ear, and so I told her, like, oh, I just got it for fun, whatever. Cigarette emoji. But then I was like, then she was like, well, like, why didn't you get them on both? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I got it on my right ear because I wanted, like, uh, I mean, I wanted to be gay. Like, it's the, you know, classic 90s right ear, it's a gay ear. She goes, oh, that's what I was asking. And I'm like, oh, my God. Just say that <laughs> just, just say, Just say I'm a cigarette emoji. <laughs> I just was asking if you were fleeing. If that's no. if that's what you were trying to give off. Because <laughs> it's working. It's working. We were deep in uh, Seguin, Texas. So she was like trying to be <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Mom, I literally don't care. If I get bullied here or thrown into the water, uh, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so as a part of his closing argument, he played the Arlo Guthrie song, Alice's Restaurant. He played a song? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In which the protagonist tells a psychiatrist that he wants to, quote, kill. After less than two days of deliberation, the jury convicted him on all five counts. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) A surprise witness during the penalty phase of trial was Tally Shapiro, his first known victim. Mm -hmm. Um, 
yeah and some of the psychiatrists afterwards said that uh his borderline personality disorder could explain why he had no memory of committing the murders um but everybody was like he's a sexual predator who mm. who knew what they were doing he's egotistical he knew exactly he was nar- narcissistic egotistical he knew exactly what he was doing and the fact that he won the dating game show as well only added to that uh which probably only added the fact that he was like oh everything that i'm doing is glorious you know i'm i'm doing exactly what i need to be doing and kept on killing people and then he was sentenced to death again in march of 2010 mm. but he's still alive yeah well cuz California. California. And uh, they, we did look up. They still have the death penalty, but they are, you know, everywhere death penalties take 20 years now. So he'll probably die in prison anyways because he's, what, 70, 74. So. Yeah, he's old. Old, 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 old. Oh, boy. Well, now something, right? Well, you know, <laughs> we've done it before. And we'll do it again. We'll probably do it a third time. I don't remember. I don't remember yours. And yeah, I don't remember mine. I feel like we did talk about that at some point, but I don't really remember when. We probably had too many shots. <laughs> and no, we don't take shots. Here. We didn't drink alcohol. We don't do that. We're not drinking. No, it's drinking. Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't I let. Don't even celebrate birthdays. I don't drink caffeine. We talked about drinking Red Bull. <laughs> A lot on this podcast. I don't think that's illegal in Jehovah's Witnesses. Is it is Witnesses. in Mormons. Oh, they can't drink do that. coffee. They can't drink tea. They can't drink uh, pap. Or do they drink water? Mm-hmm. They can't drink anything, any mind-altering substances, and caffeine is considered one of them. Pop's not? Caffeine. If, they have, if it has caffeine. Oh, they, just they can't drink Sprite. Coke. Yeah, it's Sprite without caffeine. They just drink orange Fanta only. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You ever drink grape soda? I love grape oh, soda. Oh, I used to love it. I used to drink it all the time. One memory that I have. So when uh, we used to visit my family up in Colorado, they didn't live in the fun part of Colorado with the mountains. They lived in the, the plains. Um, so they had a tornado cellar, like a full thing. That was so much fun to go down into. Um, it was just full of pop. Full of a lot of spiders, but also a lot of cans of things. But that, that was where they kept their grape soda. And so they'd be like, I'll go down in the tornado cellar. I was. Tornado. Tornado cellar. Yeah, they have a southern accent. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, no, I'm telling you. They do. Sure. <laughs> no. Kit Carson, Colorado. <laughs> and uh, so I'd go down and get the grape soda. And oh my God, that dusty soda was so good. <laughs> You need to wipe off the top. Probably either. not. <laughs> mm, the first sip is not great. Tastes like spider poop. <laughs> With the second and third one? Much better. <laughs> that grip set of slaps. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Shasta? Did they have Shasta? No. Do you Shasta remember? was a very cheap pop. And they had a, it was all fruit flavored. Uh-huh. It was delicious. What about delicious. Um, Fresca? My dad loved Fresca. <laughs> loved it. Fruitopia? Uh, no, I never had that. Really? No. Ooh, Fruitopia. Ooh. It was all fruit-flavored pop, but it was like, I don't know, for some reason it seemed healthier. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why was it healthier? Because uh, it was mix. It was mixes. <laughs> Let me see. Fruitopia. <laughs> oh, it's real fruit juice. No, it's soda. Still sugary soda. A fruit flavor and 
fruit flavored drink in, introduced by Coca Cola. A successful Minute Maid brand. <laughs> Can you still find Fruitopia? Probably not. No. <laughs> no. Oh, yes, Fruitopia. <laughs> We were at Trivia on Tuesday, and one of the questions was, uh, the answer was bug juice. Do you ever hear that? Oh, yeah, it's from a kid's D- drink. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 so you recognized it. Uh, literally, one of the girls that was with us, she just fully got up, and she's like, oh, my God, this bug juice. She starts singing the song, and we're all like, what? And all the other five of us just had no fucking idea. Like, what is happening? She's singing, and then she's like, oh, it might not be the answer. I'm like, uh, if you knew the entire song, then... That's probably the end, and it was. Uh, but I had never heard of that in my life. It was from the I Disney. Heard of the song. It was. It was apparently a song mm. from the Disney Channel. I think that's what she said. Didn't know anything about it, but she did. Wow! So good for her. Anyways, good work. Yay! Me, Caroline. So I was close. You were really close. I mean, they they rhyme. So, Brittany, Caroline. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't know. Nowadays, I listen to people, uh, pop pop divas, sing their lyrics, and I'm like, that's not a rhyme. But they'd be rhyming you with yeah. you, or yeah, using the same. Or they like uh, the one song that I can think of right now that irritates the fuck out of me is um, Taylor Swift's "Bad Blood." I know that's an older song now, uh, but like she rhymes "bad blood" with "cut," and I'm like, "Blood and cut don't rhyme." And problem. A lot of things. Now we got bad blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> problems. problems. He made a really deep cut. Now we got bad blood. None of that rhymes. What are you? What are you doing? I saw. That's what I saw. <clears throat> Lima mm-hmm. was Taylor Swift. The largest emitters of carbon emissions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she was the top. Uh, and she then is. the next one was Floyd Mayweather, who's a boxer. A boxer, yeah. Like, where is he going? Places. Okay. He's going places. Stop. <laughs> Stop doing don't, that. Don't go in Well, I also saw all the Swifties trying to defend her saying like, oh, she uh, she charters out her pri- private plane. I'm like, no, she doesn't, bitch. She does not. She's flying like 100, and the average mileage that she was flying was like 138 miles. It's like from, that's less than from here to uh, fucking San Antonio. So she's flying from places closer than that. <laughs> Which is insane. And if that's the average, that means she's flying flying to places even closer. That'd be f- like flying from here to Galveston. She just doesn't like to... Be a lo- uh, with the plebs? With anybody else. Mm-mm. She gets her own private plane. You think she's flying at a hobby? No. 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 If she's flying into Houston, she's going to Ellington Field. Oh, that's, we- that's Katie, right? Clear Lake. Oh, yeah, there's that one, too. But there's one out in Katy. Executive. Oh, there's also one out in, uh, it's, uh, north of I-10 by the Beltway, and that's also a private one. Not north important. of I-10 by the Beltway. Uh-huh. That's a lot of space, That's, a, that's a lot of space. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's fine. It's over by the reservoir that's out there. Hmm. There's also a, a airfield. I don't know because my friend took me to a dog park there one time. Saw a lot of air, air airplane and, uh, things. They're all small little, little biplanes. They're going I'm like, mm-hmm. rich people. Ooh, they got money. Oh, they got money. Money. Winter Winter money. Won an Emmy. She did, and so did Shirley Ralph. 
Who? Original Dream Girl. For what? Being on Abbott Elementary with Quinta Brunson. As who? A teacher. That one? What? <laughs> well, I know. There's only one older black lady on Yeah, yeah, that's her. That's Shirley Ralph. <gasps> she was on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. She told uh, Trinity K. Bonet to put a cork in it. <gasps> you remember that? She's the one who did that. She's like, put a cork in it. So that you're a mal. Yeah. Yeah, she taught her that. That was that was. Uh, she didn't take her advice. She did not. But oh. she she did do very well on All Stars. Anyways, we'd like to thank- the podcast. <laughs> we'd like to thank our sponsor, Economy Works. They are a freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. If you're a company that needs help writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, or managing your social media platform, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy works when we work. The economy works. Find out more about Economy Works at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W R K S dot com. Economy works. Yeah. That was a good solo from you. Thank this you. time, see, well, all of them were solos. Okay, you can have a were solo you on this with other okay. at all. No, never. I never do. Uh, I never do our podcast. My podcast. I meant to say a podcast, not our, because it's yours. Thank you. <laughs> um, of course, we'd like to thank our sister. Thank. We'd like to shout out to our sister podcast. Let's talk talk about about gay stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff is the destination. If you want to hear about the who, what, where, when, and why. Of gays. Of gay. Mm. They are available at let's talk about gay stuff at Mm. gmail.com for emails. Let's talk about gay stuff on Facebook and Instagram and talk gay stuff on Twitter. Um, And you're there. I'm there sometimes. All the time now. Mm. Not the highlight of the show. No, not all the time. You know. Sometimes I submit some uh, some things into evidence, and other times it's uh, letting other people talk. But it's fun. I'm happy that you let other people talk. I, I think that's good. On another podcast, not this one. I don't let you talk. I know. Mm. This is not anything that you have. <laughs> I've experienced it for 158 episodes. Bitch. <laughs> well, um, should we tell them to get spoopy, spoopy with?